is the Stagger Podcast. Welcome into the Stagger Podcast. What is up? I am JD Smith. Hey, and I am Derek Smith. Thank you for listening to our show. Yes, we're back at like a regular time. Sorry that we uh, couldn't get it done last week. We had some stuff coming up, but that's okay. In Texas, that that debacle was... (sighs) Yeah, it would have been nice if we didn't have the race on, what, Wednesday? We might have had a pre-race show, but we couldn't even get that going. So (laughs) Yeah, we had a couple times where we were like, we could be recording right now, but we don't have any results. So yeah, yeah, we held off on it, but uh, sorry that didn't work out. We're back this week, though, and back with a vengeance. We got tons to get to from... I know one of your favorite tracks, one of my favorite tracks, Martinsville. I regret not being able to go this time, but yep. yeah, once we get out of pandemic land and get out of weird 2020 land, trust me, Martinsville, I mean, getting some of them hot dogs, I'm back there. I can't wait. Yeah. I love that track. But And, and we are going to touch on the IndyCar champion, Mr. Scott Dixon, the yes, GOAT. Yes. Uh, so we will be touching on that towards the end of the show. Uh, but yeah, we lots will discuss of stuff. his GOAT status. Yeah. Uh, speaking of goats, you are you're mad that uh, one of the restaurants I believe to be the goat, Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell, but you are apparently mad about Taco Bell getting rid of something. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say goat. Like like I was like, man, Taco Bell doesn't have goat. No, the they, <laughs> no, but you're mad <laughs> about the goat yes, Taco Bell yes, getting rid of some stuff. What are you mad about? Uh, shredded chicken, everything shredded chicken. They took it off the menu. They also took off the Mexican pizza. From, oh. the, from the ones in my region that I live in. Um, that's not around anymore. I remember being in Kentucky uh, a few uh, a few weeks ago when I heard the news. And I'm like, do you have any Mexican pizzas left? And they're like, yes, a few. I was like, <sighs> give me one. So I'm sitting and driving on I-65 with a puppy in our car eating a Mexican pizza. It was a nightmare. But oh. um, I enjoyed it one last minute. It is just like you have things that sell. Why won't you? I mean, if all you sell is is taco seasoned cat meat, I don't know if I can go to your restaurant all the time. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you have to have options. And trust me, I love the Doritos Locos taco. Now, if you get rid of that, we got fighting words, yum brand. I'm not going to Long John Silver's. I'm not getting a famous bowl. No, you know what? They're probably going to get rid of the famous bowl. You know, they may take a spice out of the dang Colonel Sanders secret <laughs> recipe. And they're like, we took out secret spice number six. You know, go have fun right. with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, corona. <laughs> I mean, everything is Corona. Like, well, we don't have supplies. Sorry. See, I, I am of the opinion and I agree with you. Although I didn't get much shredded chicken, anything at go Taco Bell. on a Corona Taco Bell. I'm done with it. I do like, I do like uh, the chicken quesadilla. Yes. Make yourself a dang quesadilla, Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. Chicken but. quesadillas are good. I agree. The sauce is a little heavy, so I got to sit there and say, hey, Mr. Taco Bell, man or woman, sauce is an accent. It is not the main court. It depends on where you go, man. Well, sometimes you, they do it just li- right, and the, sometimes they really screw yeah, it well, up. Well, the thing is, the Midwest. How many times have you... Remember the potlucks we used to go to, everybody? Close your eyes. Think right. back to 2019, and there was a summer potluck, cookout, whatever... You would have a relative, a friend, a neighbor. Someone would come to your to your event, and you used to have respect for them. Mm-hmm. And then what would happen is they would take that mayonnaise, that ketchup, that mustard, that whatever, and there would be this thing that you worked really hard for, either in the kitchen, on a crock pot, or on the grill. And they have that in front of them. And they're talking about, I don't know, the sports, their dogs, kids, whatever. They're talking about something. You're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's cool, that's cool. And all of a sudden, you hear the... Yep. A little like and they just farting dou- noise and they just like douse their burger with mayonnaise or douse their burger with ketchup or they douse their hot dog with mustard and you can't even see the thing unless it sticks out the end. And then they put the relish and everything. It's called a topping. It's called an accent. It's called a sauce on the side. Yeah, you can put it on. I mean, it's like it's like when you go to a fancy restaurant, do they have that? 
noise when they put the thing on? No. no they, what do they do? They take it in a really fine tip bottle, almost like a Sharpie, yeah. you know, and they squeeze it out in a little like zigzag, zigzag pattern. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh. Or maybe they the take soft, a spoon and they drape they dri- it across dri- the, yeah, yeah, drizzle it or drape it across or, the thing, yeah, yeah, or you just have a, I mean, you have an, a, a, if you're spreading mayo on a bun, you take one little thing and you spread it and turn clockwise and you get that nice little whip effect, boom. When you go to Taco Bell, a lot of times you go to any place and you say, "Hey, could I have?" Some, I mean, Mac sauce. I love Mac sauce. Mm-hmm. When I go to McDonald's and order, you don't the, want it doused when I, in, when in I the Big order Mac the sauce, poor yeah. man's uh, Big Mac, which is if you haven't know this, get a McDouble plain, add add pickles, lettuce, and Mac sauce. It's it is just like a a Big Mac, only three dollars cheaper. <laughs> but the thing is, they will do that, and then they dollop on the dang Thousand Island secret sauce, whatever, and it's like. Just, just light on the sauce. You just want a light spread. So when you get the McDon- or the, the Taco Bell chicken quesadilla, and I bite in, and there's a morsel of chicken, and then a mouthful of that, I know exactly who that cook is. That cook is the person, my friend, who I still like at the cookout, the barbecue, the potluck, but I have lost a little bit of respect <laughs> for them because they don't <laughs> understand the concept of sauce on the side. Or when you get a I chicken get, wing. Yeah. When you get a chicken wing. And it's dripping in that sauce. Have you ever heard of a dry rub? And then a no, sauce but, on the well, side. That's different, and a little though. dip. Get, but, and, see, those, mm. but that's now I disagree with you. Because was, oh, you, but, when you get a when you get a chicken wing, sometimes you want a dry rub. Sometimes you want it doused in buffalo sauce. Like that's okay. I think what you need to do is open up your horizons to, to Midwestern ways. terrible no, food. Yes. Different ways to enjoy food. That's all I'm saying. But I will add this though. I agree with your frustration when it comes to you know, slathering on of sauces and all that. My, my, my bigger frustration though is in 2020, haven't we all been through enough? Why are you deleting menu items from any fast food place at this point? That's how some of us are just getting by. This right? is, you know some what? of us, that's all we have to look forward to is like, well, I don't know what else is going to happen this week. I don't know if we're in quarantine, lockdown, but yeah. I do know I can hit an app on my phone and someone will bring me a Baja Blast and a chicken burrito and I'm good. Yeah, like, well, not anymore. Not anymore. Right. Why Why now, Taco and, Bell? Just just wait until next year. Like, wait yeah. until some people get some yeah. vaccines shot into their arms hey. and everybody's like traveling again and feeling better about life. And, and then, then you'd you be could, like, hey, by the way, Mexican pizza going away. Like, that's where you do it. Not now. Not oh, now. You not don't now. take that away from people. And, and How I'll dare tell you, you? I tell you this. I am not a conspiracy theorist person. However, when it comes to Uh-oh. odd conspiracy Uh-oh. theories, Here we go. I am totally about this. McDonald's or Taco Bell is in the food people that are trying to give us this fake meat. That's what it is. Oh, They're going to say, oh, hey, we don't have chickens. We don't have enough chickens to kill. So we can't do the shredded chicken. But tell you what, we're going to come back with this. Oh, chicken. It's going to be like a plantain mixed with a soybean well, mixed with. It's going to be this impossible shredded are you, chicken. Are you against the impossible burger? Oh, yes. Why? Oh, yes. It's a beat. It's a beat. It's 220 different chemicals that are comprised oh. together. And then I, I'm telling you this, I, I bet you the greenhouse footprint's a lot bigger oh, with that okay. than a dang beef that you slaughtered. All right. Well, we'll have more of the Joe Rogan podcast in just a moment after Alex Jones gets done selling his, his taint wipes. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. Well, you know where that podcast exists if you want it. Can we get to the NASCAR stuff, please? Yes, yes, yes. NASCAR. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat my chip. I'm going to eat. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll eat my neighbor. I'll eat my neighbor. Oh, yeah. I'll just, Joe, just choke me out, Joe. Choke, choke me out. Choke that me guy, <laughs> He is psycho. That guy is psycho. All right. Thank <coughs> you. Way to go. I can't do his voice. It makes Where do you me... go? Alex? If you do Alex Jones, you instantly get coronavirus. Way to go. Good job. Well, I'm quarantining myself. Let's move on. 
Okay, so let's talk about the race after we got all that out of our system. I'm six uh, feet it's, away now. <laughs> thank you. you. You distanced. Thank you. So here's what we do have. Uh, we had an end of the race in Martinsville where it was it was not, I don't want to say controversial, but it was shocking, right? You have Chase Elliott, win or go home, and he, he wins, so he doesn't go home. He is now locked into your championship four. That was huge. But Kevin Harvick. The guy who has dominated this season, nine wins out of the 35 races we've had. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's 25 or 26 top tens. Yep. And somewhere a double digits top fives. Like, obviously, he won nine races. He obviously had a bunch of top fives, too. I mean, his kids even winning his go-kart races. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like been a great had, year for him. He, Everyone would want the year Kevin Harvick has had. So Kevin Harvick is trying to pass Kyle Busch on the last lap and they make contact and Harvick spins himself out in doing that, trying to get every last point he can trying to make it. And he wrecks and finishes 17th and the points did not work out for him. He did not make it into the final into the, I mean, he's going to race obviously, but he's not in the championship four. how shocked are you that Kevin Harvick is not going to be racing for a championship this year? I mean, it's uh it's one of those things that we ever since we've come back from from the lockdown and NASCAR's been going on every week and we're watching it, it was a shoe in Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Homestead, or sorry, Phoenix. Um, so that's been the that's been the thing the whole time that we've been watching since probably May, June, we've said it's gonna be Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. Remember when we came back, they were the they were the only two guys winning the oh, races. Oh yeah, for yeah, the first, they were like, they were weeks. tremendous, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So and there was a spot where Denny almost didn't make it in. And you might have had Martin Truex Jr. in there or a different person, right? So, um, I mean, it was at the last few laps, it came down to Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski. Like, like one one of these guys is not going to fit in these two seats in in Phoenix. And I was shocked. I thought Keselowski would somehow drop out and and not get in, but it would end up being Harvick. Yeah, I know. It was it was quite a scene. So, yeah, they I have some quotes here from uh, Kurt Busch said, quote, it's hard to fathom. Martin Truex Jr. said, it's insane. Uh, there have been plenty of other people speaking on this too, and I wanted to actually get some of Stagnation weighing in as well because uh, we tweeted this out uh, the other day after the race because Corey LaJoy had a thought on it. Corey LaJoy said, in my opinion, if you win the regular season championship, you should be locked into the Final Four. There is no benefit for being the regular season champion. The benefit should be a lock to the championship four. So we asked Stagnation what you think of that. Uh, our guy, Ori, over at Dick Trickle Racing, which is my fantasy league and soon to be your fantasy league next yep. year. I'm excited. More on Dick Trickle Racing in a second because I do have to talk about that. Coming for you, Ori. I'm coming uh, for you. Dick Trickle Racing, Ori, said, nope, nope, nope. As far as disagrees with Corey LaJoy, you should not no, be locked I, in. I think he mistyped there. He was probably bumping into somebody. And he was like, oh, 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 sorry, nope, sorry, nope, sorry, no. sorry. He's sorry, saying no. Nope, nope. He's saying nope. Okay. Nope. Um, our guy Jason said, I wouldn't be opposed to this, i.e. wouldn't be opposed to locking in the regular season champ and only having three spots left for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, Sam said, I don't think there should be such a thing as the regular season champion. The regular season is to make your place into the playoffs, win in the playoffs, and move on, which is a really interesting point. And I think we should start there because his point, Sam's, is that 
the regular season is kind of its own thing in the playoffs. That's at every other sport you look at. It really doesn't matter how you do in the regular season in America. It matters how you do in the playoffs when it matters. And NASCAR good or bad has decided to have playoffs. I think that's the big thing to keep in mind here is does NASCAR want a playoff system or do they want what you and I grew up with? You know, Kevin Harvick, I, I saw this and I'm I'm I didn't double check the math, but I'll go ahead and assume it's true. I saw people mentioning this on Sunday or or yeah, Sunday or Monday. It's if Kevin Harvick was under the old point structure that you and I are used yep. to before there was a chase, before there was playoffs, all that, it he would have locked up the championship at Texas. Yep. Like that that race at Texas would have done it for him. So put- Martinsville wouldn't have mattered for the championship, and obviously Phoenix wouldn't have mattered do, for the championship. Do you remember when they used to do that and like first lap at Atlanta? Yes, they, they put a banner out, and it was like, "Well, then congratulations to the champion. He completed his first well, all lap. All he has to do is start the race, start the race, and he and has locked in with yeah. points. And congratulations to our champion. Now let's go back to Bob and see what the battle for fifth place is. Right, and you then know, it's like, just, and then it was like, oh yeah, here's our champion, and then now you have, you know, then the race would just occur, and it was yeah. like, well, we'll talk to the champion four hours from now when he's out of the race like i mean imagine that's just that's not what nascar apparently wants so we have to first make peace with that yeah nascar wants playoffs so then you have to go to should someone who in this case in kevin harvick's case i would like to point out that in the final five races of the season leading up to next week you know so the last five races he finished outside of the top 10 in four of them so does that should that performance guarantee you a spot in the finals? I don't think it should. I mean, I think the reality is if you're going to have a playoffs, then then let's have a playoff and let's do that and let's see who does the best in the playoffs. If you want to say, well, that diminishes the regular season, sure. But then that's your argument to say, let's get rid of the playoffs. And then I think some of the same people, not all, I think some of the same people would be saying, well, I don't watch NASCAR because Kevin Harvick just Texas. They just gave he's the champion. It was boring. I don't watch the final. Yeah, it's it's typical. NASCAR's always had this problem, but I think it's a good reflection of of the time right now. Is that uh, you can't make everybody happy. You hardly can make anybody happy, right? No. So what I would say is this is the format we have. You would go with it. The one caveat I would make, and where I would disagree with Ori and and lots of people, right, uh, is that. I'm also a fan of European soccer who has a very long, like if we're trying to compare regular seasons, you can't compare it to football. You can't compare it to basketball. The sweet spot of 35-ish, 40-ish games to determine a champion, you're, you're looking at European soccer, maybe even MLS, but with European soccer, the top team in, 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 the, in, in Europe, or in England, I would say, if it's Liverpool last year, they win the league title. They're up by 12 points. They get qualified to the Champions League. They're not handed anything at all in the Champions League. They got to fight for their championship just like everyone has to do at Phoenix. There's four guys, right? Yeah. So, But they what they are done is if you get in the top four of the Premier League, you're automatic, or I believe maybe it's top three now. I'm not sure. But no, Premier League's top four. Top four, yeah. You get in the top four, you are automatically guaranteed to get into the championship, which to me is like, it's a it's an accomplishment for your regular season. So t- now I don't want to do four driver. I don't want to lock. You have to have a playoffs, right? But I think there is something to be said about the champion of champions, Kevin Harvick, dominating the year, getting a berth into Phoenix. 
And then basically, I would say if you're doing a, a weighted average on the start or whatever, you either do a random draw for the pit stop or, or you do a form. So like the last nine races of the playoffs, the, you know, the, that average finish determines the starting spot, pit selection, all that for the top four. So Kevin Harvick may have won the regular season and does what he did this year and kind of maybe had the not so best playoffs or at least the second round of playoffs. Um, and he ends up being the fourth. He's starting rolling off fourth as Fort pit saw selection. And he's not, you know, he, he's, he's got a little hill to climb, so he's not guaranteed to win the championship, right? He doesn't have the best look there. I think that would be something that would be good to have. Um, I think it rewards the regular season. It makes that race in May that much better because Harvick's not going to let Kyle Busch win, even though he's already won twice. He's going to knock Kyle Busch in the fence because, right. or he's going to door bang, he's going to side draft. It's going to be like that Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch fight at Kentucky a few years ago. That was one of the best finishes I've seen, and it was a fight to the finish. It was Larson yeah. and Bush. Same thing at Chicagoland, right? It's funny that the last two finishes that come to mind for close finishes are no longer on the schedule. Yeah. Um, but that's just, I think you're going to have more of more of those as you have the the need for like, if I can win this championship, the regular season championship, oh my gosh, I'm in Phoenix, this is great. And then there's that, that opportunity where you do have to say, are you going to be complacent? Are you going to well, be... I mean, okay, maybe here's, that. Here's, and here's, maybe the here's happy. The but here's my question, though. So, like, let's think about if Kevin Harvick was in, who would be the favorite to win the championship right now? Kevin Harvick, because who's really good at Phoenix? Kevin Harvick, right? So we knew that in so, February, right? We knew that in February. His team knew that in February. His team, everybody knew this, right? And I guess my problem is, it's almost like. I mean, NASCAR does set itself up well. They give you a bunch of points if you've won as many stages yeah. as Kevin Harvick did, if you won as many races as Kevin Harvick did. He had huge points leads coming into each of these rounds, mm -hmm. maybe not the the round of eight, but the other two rounds, because he had set up such a good performance throughout the rest of the year. It's not like they're making it difficult for the guy who is the best driver to get there. I mean, they're giving him the essentially number one seed. Yep. Him and Denny Hamlin had two of the best, you know, th they had a lot going for them to make it through. That's why we all assumed on points they'd just be fine. Kevin Harvick got to a point where his points total dipped because he couldn't keep himself in the top 10. That is a testament to how good NASCAR is. That is a testament to how tough NASCAR is. Yep. And I think that there is something to be said for coming down the home stretch. Out of the last five races prior to 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 Phoenix, you don't make the top ten in four of them. But then you're, but not him. But people are demanding that this guy gets right. into the championship. It's like, well, I think that every if he finishes tenth in each of those races, don't you think that we're we're not talking about this? Like he's in the championship. Yep. Like it's not even a question. The bar was not exceed. He didn't have to win all these races. He didn't have to go finish top five. He finishes top 10 in three out of those five races instead of, you know, all five, then he's still probably in. I'm just right. saying the bar was not that high. He didn't, uh, he didn't exceed it. He, his team dipped at the wrong time of the year. That's a, that's a bad thing, but guess what? That's also what happens in sports. If you are the best regular season team and then you go out and have three terrible games in the playoffs as a major league baseball team, you're probably going to be out. Yeah. Like, you, you know, no, you, you, you will be on the first round if you're well in the first round, yeah. right? You would, if it's three, but I'm yeah. just, so I, that's where I guess it, it, it comes down to the argument of not having a playoff. I'm totally here to, for that. I don't think NASCAR will ever do away with it, No, but I, I get the logic of the regular season should matter. All these races count. 
let's let's focus in on who's been the best over all that. But unfortunately, that's not the system we have. And yeah. it's not like they snuck this in on Kevin Harvick or anybody no, else. No, no, no. They, they all knew what the system was, and this is how it went. So Yeah, and, and I mean, I'm also the guy that just said that we should have um, – we, we should, you know, we look to Europe and look to England for the Premier League to have a, a, a shoe-in model that goes to the, you know, the, the Champions League, which would be like the Final Four for NASCAR. I'm also now speaking on the other side of my mouth and saying NASCAR needs to own its own play, playoff format. And I hate the, the Game 7 talk. I hate the stuff about, well, in other sports, but guess what? In other sports, you don't have a chance of dying when you walk onto the field. More, right, more yeah. likely, like yeah. you don't have a chance of getting severely injured like Kyle Busch has, like Eric Amarola has, like many others have. Denny Hamlin at California, you don't have that. That I mean, you you do, but like not to the extent that we've seen here, right? So I guess what I would just say is that like NASCAR, they, I have a picture frame my dad got me like ten years ago. NASCAR, everything else is just a game, right? Yeah. And that's so true because it is just a game. This is like this is racing. And we got to have a, a system that works for racing. And that's where I kind of come down on is that as I meander and, and verbally process this, I'm just for NASCAR having something, owning it and saying, this is our format. And I, I think with the, the the best of both worlds is what they have. You, you're, If you're Kevin Harvick this year, Denny Hamlin, you're round of eight locked. As long as you don't wreck out the first four races or six races, you're going to be in that that yeah. that round of eight easy. The chances now it's like at Texas, Martinsville, and you got to perform there, right? Yeah, I mean that's the they do, and I, and I think this is where I ultimately come down on it as well. Is I mean, yeah, it's disappointing that we're not going to get to see Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick go head to head because they've been the two best cars. But let's not make a mistake here. Denny Hamlin barely got into this too, or not barely, but he had he had to hold his position to get in. It wasn't like he was locked in either. He he had to fight his way to get there, and he starts off fourth. Yep, you know, in the in these uh, final points, so. He's he's gonna have to you know make obviously this final race doesn't really matter it's whoever finishes highest wins that's it but I'm just yep. saying the way that he the way the points worked out and this is by the way the 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 three guys who led the most laps this year were Chase Elliott with 1,094 laps led total all season uh, Denny led 1,083 laps he actually led fewer laps than Chase Elliott which I find interesting but around the same amount Kevin Harvick led 1,500 laps this year. Like 500 more laps than and, either of those guys yeah. did. I mean, it just it speaks to how dominant 1498 more than Quinn Half, I believe. <laughs> Actually, it was 1531, so probably like 1520. Uh, that's that's what I was gonna say. The point is, yeah, it's it's but it, hey, hey, was he, it? But he would have got those five bonus points under the old system. <laughs> Thank you, Larry McReynolds. Yeah. So I look we at will it this always way. call back to that. Always, yeah. Um, I think it's worth pointing out, yes, Kevin Harvick was. He was dominant for most of the season, but when it counted, they they didn't get there. They and didn't. I think that's, and and then that's that's with a veteran crew chief, a team that had known how to set up these cars for all these tracks. They just couldn't get it done. And Kevin Harvick's one of the best points yeah. racers you're ever going to see. So I don't feel there's anyone to blame but himself. Yeah. I just feel like you know you can't put yourself in that situation where you need one race to you know go your yeah. way, and especially if you know someone from outside of the top four could win. That changes the dynamic, and that's what happened with Chase Elliott. Yeah. So Chase yeah. Elliott's team, they got it done, and we we should applaud that. Uh, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, their teams, they got came through. Done. They've been quiet. I mean, quiet for most of the year. It's not like they haven't won races, yeah. but they've not been the story Brad, for most of the year. Brad was almost on the outs with Penske. Brad could be the champion. He could be the champion on a one-year deal extension. Which 
we should all be rooting for Brad Kozlowski to win a championship just so we can have drunk Brad Kozlowski on all the uh, oh, shows. Oh, man, that would be crazy. I mean, that's going to be great. Hey, just don't give me a basketball in Charlotte. I, that's, uh, I'm going to make a bad mistake there. Oh, man, that's crazy. Let's get him, Wait, let's why get him did him I give him again. a Southern accent? He's more like, oh, man, that's, uh, I'm from it doesn't Michigan. Matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, by the way, I misspoke. I said Corey LaJoy said that thing about locking into the regular. It wasn't Corey LaJoy. It was Casey LaJoy. Casey LaJoy said that. So I, I apologize to Corey LaJoy for getting your your thing. What did you just That do? was my chair. Good Although Lord. I do okay. have to pee, and that's right. not a cover for a fart. All I'm right, saying I have to pee. All right, so. we're going we're gonna to take a break. When we come back, we will uh, talk a little bit more. You're listening to the Stagger Podcast. Brad, congratulations. Uh, anyone who races dreams of winning the championship, you just did it. What's it like? Pretty damn awesome. <laughs> I got a little buzz going here. I've been drinking for a little bit, but <laughs> it's been pretty good, man. I, I can't I can't lie. Look at these guys behind me. They're pretty excited. I'm excited. This has been one hell of a day. I got one hell of a team, and it doesn't get any better than this. There you go. That's... uh. That's old Brad K. I don't know about you. I'm pretty damn I think we should all, if he wins, I think we should do the next podcast in just Brad Kozlowski drunk voice. Like, no, <laughs> we should just I get drunk. I don't know about you. <laughs> we'll do that too. We should just get we drunk. We should get drunk no matter what on the next podcast yeah. because it means, hey, by the way, this is something we should point out. Thank you to all of you who have stuck with us through this year for for finding us for the first part of this year anyway because we you know just started up we started up during a pandemic we started doing this because nascar came back we have been big nascar fans we were encouraged by a lot of the signs of nascar but it's been a weird year it's been a tough year for everyone in some way or shape or form and i know for nascar too it's definitely not the year they planned on but we are here the next time we talk to you nascar will have done their final race of the year we'll have gotten another sports series finished in 2020 and the only reason i find that to be a slight bright spot is because hopefully that means we're getting closer to a time where we can go to bristol and 130,000 people can be yep. back there and we can go to daytona and there will be a hundred thousand people in the stands and we can go to some of these other tracks where nascar really fills it out we can get back to some level of normalcy so yep. as much as i hate to see the season ending I am kind of in a way oh. excited to see the future of NASCAR and what 2021 holds, not just for NASCAR, but for all of us. Well, and I think too, we'll, we'll have uh, we'll have more certainty in February about the direction, about the prevention, about the uh, mediation, remediation, whatever. Of yeah, the, there might be uh, treatments of, then that's like, hey, yeah. if, you, if you get this, don't worry, you can go to the hospital and the, yeah. it's not a death sentence, you know, right. if, if you're or, older or if you have asthma or whatever. So like, yeah, yeah we're hopeful that that's the way it goes and, yeah. and that'll make so, it easier to get out and do these things. Yeah. So we'll have to see. And I think we'll be in a good headspace too, as a, we're, we're going to want to go back to leisure activities. We're not going to want to be stuck on our Facebook feeds all the time, unless you're on stagger nation, then of course you'll see our one to two post a month. Um, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to fix that in the off season. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that is going to be really excited for the fans to just have a chance to, to, to I mean, we're already talking with some of the group, the guys in Dick Trickle racing, um, about getting a kid's weekend where we go and take our kids. Yeah. And, well, that's it, man. You know, like I'm, I'm, that's the, the, that's the part that I've missed this year is being able to take my kids to various sporting events. And, you know, this is, you know, my oldest is 10, my middle child is uh, seven 
youngest is a year old, so she's not missing anything. But like the older two, they like to go to some of these things. So yeah. we we've had a blast going to racetracks, and and they usually are pretty good. You know, they like to go along and do all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to getting to do that too. And I think uh, yeah, a track like Martinsville, where this, where they just were, that's an excellent place. You want to take your kids? Like, oh yeah, it's a cool part of Virginia. It's a half mile, it's, so you don't have to walk too far. No, it's all yeah. hilly and beautiful kind of country around there. Like, it's just a really don't park in the bottom if it's rainy. No, or park snowy. A, park as high as you can on those hills, and yep. just you know that way you don't end up stuck in the mud at the bottom. But yeah. Overall, uh, a great season. We're looking forward to next year. And we will be telling you a little bit more about our off-season plans and kind of what we're going to do with the podcast while that is happening. Uh, we'll do that next week on the podcast. But but we want to get back into talking a little bit more about the Cup Series and about the Championship Four. Let's just break down quickly what it would mean for each of these drivers to win the to win the championship this year. And I think it's, it's good to start off with Chase Elliott because he called this victory at Martinsville – the biggest win of his career, and it's obviously not wrong. I mean, this has now put him into another level of driver where he's making the Final Four, and he has a chance to win a championship. Chase Elliott has had, outside of Hamlin and Harvick, he has probably had the best year outside of those two. So it would be it would be something, right? You have the toy, the best Toyota driver, the best Ford drivers not in it uh, with with Harvick. But he's been the best Chevy driver all year long. So what would it mean if Chase Elliott were to win a championship at this age and this part of his career? That that moves him up quite a bit, doesn't yep. it? Not just from being most popular driver and a fan favorite and all that stuff. This means this guy's going to be a legit title contender for the next 15, 20 years. He already yeah. is, but well, you, it, you get one of those already, and it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, one thing about this. How many people can challenge Richard Petty? How many people can challenge Dale Earnhardt Sr.? How many people can challenge Jimmy Johnson? It's not going to be Denny Hamlin. It's not going to be certainly Kevin Harvick. It's not going to be Martin Truex Jr. It's not going to be Joe Logano. It's not going to be Joe Logano. It could be. He's I not mean, getting it, seven championships. I mean, he's young enough to, but no, yeah, he's, he's still, not. He's not. He's doing still, it. yeah, but but even Kyle Busch, is, as crazy as he's done, and he's got two already. I don't see him getting five more. No. Um, but Chase Elliott, as young as he is, it's a possibility yeah, that, it is. that, that, yeah, that it Hendrick is. could, I mean, because if you look at cycles, Hendrick's had a few down years the last five years. Um, it's a chance that, that Hendrick's on the rise with the championship and that puts everybody's pep in their step and their R&D catches up and then boom, if Chevy comes out the gate in 2022 with the new the next-gen car, I mean, he could he could rattle off two or three before the sport even knows what hit him. And yeah. if he gets one this year, he's at four, and he's what maybe thirty two at that point. Thirty, maybe yeah. Then, 30, then it's a little know? different. Yeah. It, then it would be that I mean, would we, be. We all know Bubba Wallace is going to get his eight championships. So that's that's coming. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. This it, is it, it, the but, Bubba Wallace stand podcast. We are always standing. Hey, Bubba me and Noah C. Cornelius, we're like we're like tight. We're the two Our super guy. fans. Yeah. yeah. That was a cool yeah. story. Him getting this hang out with Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll hopefully talk to him in a couple of weeks about it, but that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, so Chase Elliott, I think you're right. This getting a championship this early in his career could really set him up for things more than just being a popular driver who wins a decent amount of races and is in the championship hunt. He gets a championship this early that could set him up to be a different trajectory for his career than I think even his most ardent fans thought he would be yeah. able to. So this would reset some things. And I do think it's interesting too, because I always thought with Kyle Larson and, and uh, Chase Elliott, because Larson I think came in a year or two before Chase did, yep. I want to say. And I always felt like 
Larson would accomplish something in around the same time frame, then Chase would accomplish it. Like, I think it took Larson somewhere. I forget the number. I want to say it was like within his first hundred races, he got his first win. And I think Chase got his first win right around like the same time frame. Mm. So now that Larson is joining Chase at Hendrick, there will be that internal competition because we know Kyle Larson's a good driver. But there will be a clear hierarchy there. There yeah. already is. But, you know, you've got this something for Chase Elliott where it will show, like, yeah, I am the clear number one at Hendrick. Obviously, everyone already knew that. Yeah. But the level is not – it's not a small gap between me and the number two guy. Yeah. You win a championship, it it vaults him up to a different level. Yeah. So and, and, and massive Lar- for him if he wins Yeah, Larson coming to Hendrick is going to also push – I mean – because Bowman and Byron looking around now, like, oh gosh, one of us is next. Like, we got to win. Mean, we yeah, got We got to win. Because, and, and I'll tell you, Bowman had a or he had a really good season. Yeah, he finished uh, sixth, I think, yeah. is where he's ended up right now in, in the points. He didn't make it to the final four, but obviously, he had a really good year, and and I think it got overshadowed a bit. But he's he's coming on, and I think there's a lot left for Alex yeah. Bowman to accomplish. But yeah, Chase Elliott is your clear number one there at Hendrick, and, and yeah. winning a championship would solidify that even further. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Penske boys, right? We already talked yep. about Brad Kozlowski. We want him to get wins so he can get drunk and do a sports interview. Yeah, but, he's, a, he's a stagger favorite. But um, what does that do for his chances? He's obviously not the youngest driver out there. He seems to have a bit of an eye. There, there seems to be a bit of a thought that you're getting a decent driver who can win you some races, but... He's not maybe what he once was. He goes and wins this championship. Does that get him a new deal? Does that keep him at Penske? Do they rip up the one-year contract and start over? I mean, and say, never mind. You're sorry we doubted you? Or do they say, no, this is exactly why we gave you a one-year deal. Is You proved it. Now you'll prove it again next year. And if you don't, no, no harm, no foul. We'll move on. Um, I mean, there still is Austin Sindrick in the mix, which I think now that he's going to the 21 in 2022. Right, um, that's, that's confusing. Think, yeah. Yes, because yeah, yeah the Benetto, right. Benedetto's got Mad De Benedetto is staying there for yeah. another year. Um, so as he's got that, you're looking at 2022 might be the year that they're looking to get uh, or 2023 Austin Cindric into that number two car, and I don't see, I don't see um, they may even move Blaney up there and get Cindric uh, uh, the 12. I'm not sure, but Cindric's going to Penske. He's going to get a shot. Um, I mean, it's just it's a known fact. So the question is. If Brad Keselowski wins, does he get a one-year extension to 2022? Yeah. Or does he get a three-year deal, essentially 21, 22, and 23? That's going to be remains to be seen. But Penske's got, I mean, quietly, like you said, a a one and two shot of winning this championship. Of course, yeah. Oh no, they have the they have the best shot of any of the owners to win it because they've got two guys in the final four, and yeah. and that's where I was going to go with Joey Logano next. Like that's and and Brad's won his championship. Logano's won a championship. Both those guys getting a second one. What does that do for either of them as far as their legacy goes in your mind? Because right. for me, that that definitely separates you from guys who did it once yep. to guys who've done it multiple times. That that puts you in a slightly different category of driver. It, it, it does. And as much as those guys are talented, I still look at guys like Mark Martin and say, Brad and, and Joey are, are in the ballpark, but they're not a Mark Martin. You know what I mean? Like that's interesting. Because boy, I mean, that's interesting. Because, I mean, that's maybe an off-season topic, especially if they win that. But I, I would say that they. I mean, Joey's got the. I think Joey's the one that at the end of the day, when you stack up all the wins and all the races, I think Joey's going to have a more illustrious career than Brad Keselowski. So for him to get a second, it's probably the the second of a few more. 
um, you know, maybe he'll end at, end at three, four, or five for his career, and he'll be one of the best drivers in NASCAR. I just don't see them as a whole. Like, well, if they get two two championships, I don't see Brad Keselowski getting two championships and be like, well, he's way better than Mark Martin. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but maybe I'm having a nostalgia brain here. But I mean, they're definitely two of the best drivers of this era, and you know, the chase format. The I mean, we got to remember what this what this racing does. You get lucky dogs. You get uh, wave arounds, you get uh, restarts where, you know, three three guaranteed restarts a race, so you can't have a guy check out the field by 30 seconds right, like yeah. you had in Mark Martin's day. So, I mean, those are things... So you're you, waiting the wins in, in the old days more I mean, how than many, the win now. How many, times you see, how many times you see a guy come in for... And I bet four, you, I guarantee you, Mark Martin would have won a championship. Oh, gosh. He would have made a Final Four, certainly, yeah. many a time well, in absolutely. his Absolutely. Yeah. Th- well, think about this, man. Like, how many times... Has you have you seen a third or fourth place car, and not at a super speedway, just at any race? You know, late race caution tend to go or something, and boom, you get stacked up, and the fourth place guy wins a race. Yeah, like NASCAR. Right. NASCAR yeah. does wave that caution very quickly. Cole at Custer the, at the can end of the tell race. you all about that, right? Yeah, He's exactly. Can, yeah. So I mean, Cole Custer, I don't think in 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 twenty whatever twenty or, or sorry nineteen eighty, I don't think Cole Custer wins that race at Kentucky. Obviously, be, obviously, because it was a cow pasture back then, but still, <laughs> um, I don't think he wins that, wins that race hypothetically in a 1980s version of Kentucky Speedway. I think you're going to have, especially as bumpy and, and you're going to have a guy check out on that on that kind of track, and that's that's kind of why we're not going to Kentucky anymore because guys would check out. And I mean, we were at the race when Brad Keselowski, I think, never relinquished the lead except for on pit yeah. stops. Yeah, we were at that race in Kentucky a few years ago. So, um, so that's why I think that. I think it's going to be defining for them in this era, but as we stack them up, they got, I think any driver in this era to, to match some of those other guys from previous eras has to get that third championship to be like, Ooh, they really now have it. So I think Joey would be on his way. This may be Brad's one of his last chances at a championship. I, yeah. I, I feel that's, um, Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, for Brad, cause last I think you're right. Nothing's guaranteed of, with him of the four guys who are in this deal, who are running out of chances to win. Brad, Kozlowski's number one. And I'd put Denny second. I mean, look, I mean, yep. we've, it's been it's been well documented. Denny Hamlin struggles when it comes to getting. He can get to the final four. It's getting over that hump and winning the championship. Yep. He's been as dominant as anyone. But it's not like he is coming into this as the most dominant driver of these four. He's going to have to show it, and he's going to have to get it done at Phoenix. Now, I think he's going to have every tool at his disposal. But it will, for Denny Hamlin, I think it will solidify the career that everyone pretty much says that he's had like you just brought up mark martin and i i hate this because i like mark martin too and and i feel like mark martin's one of the most underrated drivers out there he and denny hamlin are similar in wins i think denny passed him this year he's got 44 he's tied with uh no he passed bill elliott right yeah he did pass so he's got more than this, this list is this list wrong because this list says it was up i'm looking at jay ski's website it says it was updated november 1st 2020 Denny Hamlin, 44 wins. Bill Elliott. So he's tied Bill Elliott. He hasn't passed him. Yeah. That's what that was. Okay. So there, we're good. Mark Martin had 40 wins in his career. And obviously, neither Denny nor Mark have won a championship. Yeah. So that's, and, and, I think, that that is certainly a tiebreaker and getting it done. Denny Hamlin has been there yeah. more often. So I do think he, he vaults up the list over a guy like Mark Martin. Yeah. And winning this championship would help with that. Um, and, and but count. but it's I'm saying like he's still going to be racing probably for another four or five years. Yep. I would be shocked if he's not. But 
That doesn't mean he can't win multiple other championships, but you get this close. You only get so many chances. And I feel like if he doesn't get over the hump this year, that mental block of having such a great year when everything else wasn't going right, you had one of your teammates and Kyle Busch, who's a legend in his own right, Mm -hmm. and you just drove your ass off better than him all year long. Your team did better. Everyone did better. Like you're the clear guy now at Gibbs that took the mantle away from Kyle Busch for this year. And then you don't end that with a championship. I think that's going to be an extremely tough thing to get over because it's not the first time it's happened. Yeah. And I mean, luckily he will go back to his Lake Norman mansion with his Daytona 500 winning car in his, in his living room and, and, and (laughs) figure out how to deal with it. Look at his family and then get on the phone with Michael Jordan and say, all right, uh, you know that that problem we have where we have so much sponsorship that we're <laughs> so running out of inventory. <laughs> how many times have you heard in the last ten to fifteen? How many times have you heard since Daytona, since Daytona took Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s life? Unfortunately, yeah, sadly. When's the last time, or when I guess when Junior was running that they, that there had they ran out of races. We're running out of thirty six, thirty eight races with all the with all the with, with all the sponsorship. We got like 40, 45 races to sell, you know, of sponsors worth. And we got to squeeze them in at 38. How do we do that? It's a good problem to have. <laughs> it's a and great it's, it's, problem to have. Look, that's it. So that's the other thing, too, with Denny Hamlin is it's not just that he's a great driver, and I'm sure he's motivated to drive for the next few years. But I, I, I got the solution. There could I, be – well, I was going to say, there could be something there where let's say next year the team ownership aspect really sucks him in and he enjoys some of the fact of running a team yeah. and getting to you know drill down and, and – you know, that, that's going to be an interesting dynamic between him and Bubba where it's like, yeah, yeah I own your car, but we're going to race on the track, but I'm going to be invested in you being a good driver. So, like, after we get done, it's like having a teammate. You're going to be talking to him and telling him, like, hey, man, yeah. I see how you're getting into two. I was looking at some of the video. You really need to look at your ent- your exit point here, and you need to think about lifting a little or whatever. Like, yeah. he's going to give him all those tips. You wonder if maybe that's something where... But just the tips. He's not going to give anything more. If, if he wins a champ, <laughs> Either way, but if he wins a championship, I wonder if that accelerates his uh, timeline to transitioning full-time to owner. I, I think so, too. I, I think it definitely takes a few years off of his career. Yeah, um, right. It, it wouldn't shock me. And Toyota uh, is looking at this as like, we need a young owner. I mean, look, we've talked about this before. The ownership average age, with you, if you add in Petty, Penske, Childress, Gibbs... It's a very octogenarian crowd, so you're going to need Jordan. You're going to need Hamlin. You're going to need, uh, you know, Jay, uh, I don't know if it's Jay Penske or Tim Sender. That's that's the succession plan for Penske. But you're going to need to see this young. You're going to need Matt Colleague coming up and 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 becoming a part owner of a maybe a, a, a you get a Ganassi colleague deal going right. or you get a Ganassi yeah. um maybe he, he he buys out go fast racing and he starts racing but all those other yeah. a lot of those other owners are going to be small potatoes compared to what you're talking about with what right Hamlin and, 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 Jordan and, are doing. I mean and I'll say this too how much sway do you hold as a driver in NASCAR versus how much sway do you hold if you're a team owner yeah and he's always been on that driver driver committee with NASCAR where he's always voicing his opinion and if I mean he's already lost his championship. They say that you know Joey Logano had to lose his, Denny Hamlin had to lose his, Brad Keselowski's had to lose his, you know, and, and everyone's had to lose their championship, right? So he's already lost it before yeah. Uh, yeah. at 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 Kansas, yeah. uh, or sorry, at Kansas, at at, at, at Phoenix. State. Well, I mean he he he, oh, had, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. a shoe in a couple of years ago at Phoenix, yes, 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 and lost right. it, and then yeah, first or he got in the grass in the backstretch, I think, yeah. on uh on like the first ten laps at at, at Homestead, and was like I mean he was up massively in points yeah, um, yeah. going in those two races. But so I think he, to me, he's my favorite. I 
being a Bubba fan, I am obviously pulling for him. Uh, I'd like to see it, you know, be one thing checked off the bucket list. And, you know, maybe there's more focus that can happen with uh, with uh, the new Jordan Hamlin endeavor, um, which is it's so bad. I still need to figure out, is it? It's 2311. 2311. I was going to say, like, yeah. I said, think like, of the a, band, think of the band 311 and then just put a 20 in front of it. 2311. Or, that's or, how I think or, of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds good. But I, I, I have to say this, though, man. I am excited for this weekend. I'm excited to see who wins the race. And I think it's going to be, I see two parallel universes. I see drunk Brad Keselowski <laughs> bowling over. I mean, who would wreck? I mean, Brad Keselowski's not going to care if he turns Chase Elliott going in the last lap. He's no. not going to care if he turns his own dang teammate. No, he's not. Brad Keselowski going to be like, I don't care, y'all. I'm drinking Miller. We're going to have fun. But I would say this. If Brad Keselowski wins, he should bring back the Blue Deuce. It needs oh, to come back. Yeah, or the Black Deuce. Ooh, the Black <laughs> Miller just, genuine draft. Yes, I agree with bring you. Bring that Rusty Wallace car back. I do. The Blue Deuce would be nice to see. Ooh, that would be a cool like Daytona thing next year. If he wins the champion, he's the defending champion. Dude. Bust the, it out. Why don't you just do this, man? Just freaking bring it out. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. And Brad walks out in a blue fire you're suit. To, you're talking to this Phoenix. Week. Blue oh, fire yeah. suit. That would and be... just just keep the light. Keep the keep the clean car you got. Throw a blue on it. Maybe a splash of beer on the backside if you, if you're still allowed <laughs> to do that. You know that that Pilsner yeah, bottle. You know. Right, with the, yeah. Yeah, like put that on the back and just put that out there. I think it'd be great. I I'd think it would be it. great and it'd be like we're here to play. I don't know. If, I don't know if y'all came. This is our. But well, we're here like, to play. It's like busting out the uniform of the team that won a championship previously. It's like yeah. well, when we won it last time, we wore this outfit. This is the uniform yeah. we wore. That's what you do. Yeah, you put that on there. Yeah. Um. All right. So final question on this before we get to home, in, to in Phoenix. Car, yeah. Um. Uh, yes. Wrapping up NASCAR. What do we think? Who walks away from Phoenix with the championship? Go. Denny Hamlin. Yeah. That's where my I, my mind is Denny Hamlin, he's too. He's got a track record there. He's got he's Toyota's one shot, and Toyota is all about those victories at all costs. And I think that Denny's going to sit here and say, guys, I'm looking at two guys that have a championship, and one, one kid who's going to be getting more championships down the road. It's my time. It's who's my been year. the best car all season long, Denny Hamlin. That's in the championship because Kevin Harvick is the answer. But yeah, Denny's. Oh, 1A. I could I could totally Denny's see 1A. Kevin Harvick winning this race and Denny Hamlin winning the championship coming in second or third place. I totally could. Oh, see Oh, absolutely. That. I think that's I think that's extremely likely. Now, Kevin that Kevin Kev- Harvick is going to be standing on top of a car or celebrating a victory or some way, but it's going to be the most bittersweet victory he's ever celebrated because I do think he will win this race. And I do think your champion will be someone other than obviously other than him, but they will not win this race. I don't yep. think, I think Kevin Harvick will win it and that'll be a really, really odd sight. but that's, uh, that's where we are in 2020 in NASCAR. 2020 mother. Mother what? Shrekers. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to say it. That's fine. All right. We'll take a break. We'll wrap this up when we come back with our final segment and kind of touch on the IndyCar series. Hey, next. Ma- our mom's listening to this one. She oh. told me she would. So okay, I gotta, I gotta keep it clean. All right. Keep it clean. All right. <laughs> Yeah, if you're listening to the Stagger Podcast. Welcome back to the Stagger Podcast. So uh, we're going to talk a little IndyCar here. Their season wrapped up. Uh, Sad to see that come to an end, but uh, no surprise. Champion, like we talked about, at least in in IndyCar, the guy who dominated all year ended up actually winning the championship in Scott Dixon. Yeah, I mean, it was... uh... I think they were in a scenario I saw on IndyCar's social media. It was like 500 scenarios, and Joseph Newgarden would win like three of them. 
or four of them. It was like some really <laughs> yeah. minute number. Right. Um, I mean, Dixon, you, know, you kind of walked in the race knowing that Dixon was going to win this, but Newgarden had an outside chance and the street course at St. Pete, it's always one of my favorite races because I mean, I'm a little biased. I've been on the course and it's, I mean, I'm not when they put the barriers up, but like you can go to downtown St. Pete, you just literally take the interstate right by Tropicana field or wherever they're calling it now. And you pull off and you're on the circuit. <laughs> Um, in the downtown area and it's really cool to drive by and you can like see the curbing and all that stuff it's up year round Uh, i think they put some additional curbing on so that i mean it's it's pretty much a curb but they're painted you can see it on google maps and stuff but what drove down dan weldon way and and got to see that so it's cool when you get to watch a race you're like hey i parked my minivan there this summer that was cool you know like i don't know i'm one of those nostalgic (laughs) guys um but uh he he had a dominating performance and and came out on top of the championship and i want to ask this question we one of our first episodes if you look back on our stagger instagram page we were talking about scott dixon being the goat and you're like the goat yeah Well, well i mean i think he's on a pace to be the goat in IndyCar, I mean, maybe well, not let's, in the mind, maybe let's... not in the minds of the gray hairs because there's AJ Ford and Mario Andretti out there. But I think he's going to be in that conversation, much like Jimmy Johnson is with Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Richard Petty. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. So Scott Dixon has won now six championships, which is just phenomenal. He won the IndyCar series in 2003 and then again in 2008. 2013 back when I had hair (laughs) 2015 2018 and now in 2020 Um, he has taken about every trophy you could want in racing Uh, he's got Rolex 24 championships he's or uh, uh, trophies he's won the Indianapolis 500 he's done I think Ironmans before (laughs) yeah I mean he's, he's just a ridiculous human being let alone race car driver and now his six total combined championships Put him one behind the guy who I consider to be the GOAT, A.J. Foyt, who has seven. All those, of course, with USAC, but that's, you know, right. it was it was USAC, it was CARD, I, it was Champ Car, it was IRL. It's, it's all, this is what we're talking about. So, yeah, he's he's up there. I mean, Mario Andretti, by comparison, has four championships. Yeah, like, oh, it's yeah. Just, I mean, Mario Andretti, you say that name to people and they go, oh, Mario Andretti, perhaps the greatest driver ever to come out of America. Yeah. Like and and that's as far as like being based in America. I know he's obviously from Italy, but like this is a guy that everyone around he's he's in pop culture. He's in everything, yeah. and yet Scott Dixon has two more championships than him and has more or is the same number of race wins. I want to say he's right there. Actually, I take that back. Scott Dixon has fifty wins. Mario Andretti has fifty two. Yeah. So you know it, it's a different sport. It's different eras. But Scott Dixon obviously can you know, put the pedal down with the best of them. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what it is, is that it shows you that Indy cars had to make up for their debacle in the seventies and eighties with the split. And then now the reemergence and then years where basically they were just almost grabbing drivers off the street to fill an Indy car, any 500 field. I mean, so that was the nineties. Yeah. 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 Happened, I yeah. mean, so it's, it's one of those things where you just lost that luster. You lost that. And let's face it. There's a generation of people that while we all mainly talking to most people that outside of new york city chicago everybody drives a car pretty much you know but we're not married to our cars anymore we don't it's like sit the there same, yeah. we don't sit there and go oh wow i wonder well, imagine imagine junior taking this on the indy 500 high banks like no no like one. we never did that you watch the, the the a christmas story you know it's getting to be that time of season now um and you watch that and there's the dad the grumpy old dad you know pretends like he's changing a flat tire for the indy car indy 500 you know yeah and he says hey time me like it was part of our lexicon as as a nation 
Yeah, we have, and moved, now we we just, have moved on from the we, like we, car culture. Yeah. Not all of us. I mean, you and I haven't. But. Yeah, but I mean, it, at large. So that's why Scott Dixon's not in, you know, the latest, you know, uh, 50 Cent song or on a, on a TikTok, you know, sensation. But I mean, back in AJ Foyt and Mario Andretti, I mean, those guys were on every newsreel, every Saturday wide world of sports. You had them and uh, Mario Andretti wins at Nazareth Speedway. You know, like, yeah. I mean, those those newsreels that 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 told the world what is happening. You would see Mario Andretti with the with a wreath around him at any 500. You see the same thing with AJ Foyt and that it was almost folklore. I mean, I remember I don't I don't get starstruck that often. Uh, I mean, we joke that you that I was just running to famous people. You know, it's like yeah, something that happens. And I remember walking into a restaurant in Indianapolis during during the the qualifying and the practice sessions back in May a couple of years back, and I saw AJ Foyt walking in and walked right by me, and I was just like, I want to say hi to him. I didn't want to bug him get his autograph. But I was just like. Uh, yeah, like, right. He's, he's I mean, just, he's, he's he's larger than life. AJ Foyt and, is just for people who know, right? Like the the funny thing is, you get people walk by him and never have any clue yeah. as to what kind of a tough sob that dude right. is. And and I mean, again, it, like AJ Foyt was also very progressive for his time, and I respect that. Where I want to say it was, I think it was Janet Guthrie who yeah. she she qualified really well, or like had a chance to run an Indy car in the Indy 500 and something fell through with the financing. Yep. And so he stepped forward and was like, well, you're, you qualified, you can drive my car. Like, yeah. uh, like not his own that he was yeah, going to race, he, but he put a car together for her and said, yeah. this can be yours. Like, go do it. Cause he believed that if you can race, you should be able to have a chance. Right. So right. yeah, I think AJ Foyt is still what he meant to the sport and when he meant it, it's not Scott Dixon's fault that no it, he uh, he can't have the impact on the culture the way AJ Foyt did and the way Mario Andretti did because it was a different time. But as far as their accomplishments on the track, it's it's still tough for me to say anyone but AJ Foyt's the goat. Mario Andretti too going over to F one and winning a champion, world champion. I mean yeah. that's something that you just don't have in IndyCar right now in that way. I mean you had Fernando Alonso here, but you don't have guys from IndyCar going over there and doing right. it he's never going to get that chance, Scott Dixon. Right. But I think outside of those accomplishments, yes, his on track in this country on the tracks that these cars run, he's as good as anyone that's ever done. It. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, like you think about like, you know, I said being in awe of AJ Ford, I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually get to see him. He's in the flesh and he's ordering pancakes at the table behind me. This is so weird. Like it was surreal, right? At the same time, I've been behind a, a line at the urinal with Scott, like in, behind Scott Dixon as we're at mid Ohio in the, in the paddock. Like, I mean, he just, he, in the way he presents himself, he's a normal guy. There's no folklore to Scott Dixon, but no. he is one of the greatest. And I will say this, this just hit me. And this is going to be where I stand on my, on my stagger soapbox here. And I'm going to proclaim to, to Mark miles, to Roger Penske, to all the France family. If you want to bring race racing back, if you want to have badassery in the minds of people, when they think of stock cars, IMSA, IndyCar, because they, they're all kind of connected now. Yeah, they um, are. You got to get your you got to get your teams, especially with all these old cars that retrofit them that are you know twenty one with stock cars and all the old chassis you have from Delara. Put a dang windscreen on them, roll those puppies out, put an engine in them, even if it's like a like an Indy Lights engine. Take these out to schools. Once the COVID breaks, yeah. take these out to schools, take these out to universities and get the science people all jacked about the new aero screen and about the IndyCar green technology. Take take all these out to, I, you know, that's, I'm a, really, saying, that's like, a really interesting because, point. I'm because surprised NASCAR did, doesn't do a STEM program. Like, the, why are you the, not doing that? They, they need to. And I'm telling you this right now. What? Okay. 
you, we have kids. If our kids are incessant, I remember go, wanting to go to this putt-putt golf place when we had family in town. I asked my dad three times a day, five times a day. He probably says with five times an hour to go to this place. I was nonstop incessant. What do we do after like a week of our family being here? Like, what are we going to do today? How about we go to that go-kart and golf place that Derek talks about? Yay! And like yeah. 12-year-old me is like all pumped, right? If you take these out to the local school and you let a driver, and I don't even care if it's like an, a USF 2000 guy, but he hops in an indie car, branded car. You put your partner sponsors on it. You're, you're like your series sponsors. And he goes out, cranks that engine, and then does a burnout. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking travel, everything like that. It would cost you maybe five grand to do that whole thing and and do it's, it around your do it you, around your tracks get your tracks involved and drive you, you people have, to these to these races i'll tell you yeah, this when you i was a million you can have a million dollar year budget to your point yeah. and it would and you could go every weekend and not run out of money like, oh no they would be able to pay someone to do that to give them a nice living where they're just taking a truck with a car on it you have a tech that goes with them to make sure the car works and then yeah you pay those guys to go out there, guys and gals to do that. I, I have went, someone talk about what's going on, fly in a driver every yep. now and then to certain places. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That's and, a I great mean, program and like, do. I mean, all these drivers, you have Clint Boyer saying, I hate Zoom, I hate Zoom. Fine, that's great. We all hate Zoom at this point. I hate it. Let's get back to when we can get back to seeing people and getting crowds back together. Let's Let bite Clint, the, let, Yeah, take Clint Boyer bite, around all those, yes, all those let, you know, places where and, he's and grown what, up and lived. Like, take him around North Carolina. Take him around Missouri. I mean, think about this. What if you had Sam Mayer, who's driven for Junior Motorsports late models, or Josh Berry? What if you had one of those younger guys? I know Josh Berry's not super young, but you get one of those guys out there. You get Rajah Karuth and Harry Gant at a, at a meet and greet. And you're basically, Harry's telling stories about the old days, and Rajah's out there doing burnouts. Wouldn't yeah. that be freaking cool? It would be. I mean, uh, like, uh, and, and what you're doing is you're blending cultures. You're blending... Uh, like 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 eras of the sport together mm-hmm. the young and the old and the idea is like you want to race in nascar indycar emsa you have yeah. to do it's, it's like i don't it's no if ands or buts i told the story to before when i was a kid obviously i like nascar we did a little project for science fair yeah. and i wrote to roush about yeah. about the roof flaps because that was kind of newer technology at the time and I did a little project on a wind tunnel where I made with a, a little, with a leaf blower. Yeah, Dad helped us make a leaf blower, and we we PV, PVC put a little, pipe. Yeah, we put a little uh, car in there, and we did the the wind tunnel with the roof flaps flipping up. And I wrote to them to say like, "Hey, can you help me? I'm doing this report." And they sent me the technical bulletins that yep. were given to them by NASCAR on how to make these pieces pre-internet. Yeah, they, they, they sent they mailed it to me on a letterhead. I still kept it because it's just right. I mean, like there's. The science aspect of NASCAR that you could combine for kids and really for universities too, because you could go to engineering students who probably look down their nose at NASCAR and don't realize just the stuff that that goes into it. Come out to a ride along and see if you look down NASCAR, IndyCar. No, but I'm saying, you know know what I mean? Like, 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 let's go, when we go to New Hampshire, go to the Boston universities, get these engineering kids that come from many different backgrounds to say, hey, you know, I may not ever want to go to Talladega Enfield. That may yeah. not be my crew. Yeah. But holy cow, I did a ride along at New Hampshire. These are freaking cool. Well, you know I'm a is? fan. It's not just ride alongs, though. It's letting people feel get like... Get under the hood. Let well, them get inside. When people think about Formula One, they think, oh, that's technical. That's smart. Those guys are geniuses. It's brilliant. When they look at NASCAR, they think it's just a bunch of rednecks working on yep. cars. And it's like you don't understand that the amount of tech that goes into these stock cars now... Is Seven so, post rigs, shaker rigs, yeah, well, simulation. The fact that we have aero on the brake rotors, or the, yeah. the, 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 the brake calipers, calipers are yeah. aero 
out. Like they, they wind tunnel test the brake rotor or the, the calipers to make sure that they provide less drag depending on what track you're at. Yeah. These are things that I think your average like engineering student would probably really nerd out on and enjoy and would bring oh, yeah. more people into the sport. They would understand it's a more technical sport. So I hope NASCAR can do that and coming up in the future because that would definitely be worth it. So at IndyCar, same thing. Like let's let's get these teams out there. Let's get these uh, guys out to schools and let's show them what's up. By the way, one last thing. If you do nerd out on some of that stuff, there's a guy we follow on uh, Stagger Nation and I'll, I'll make sure to retweet him from the Stagger Podcast site. But his name is Botsy Tatrarevich and... Botsy is a guy who is a race car mechanic. He actually works on the uh, Vassar Sullivan Lexus that that runs in IMSA. He is a uh, like he's a mechanic on that car, but he obviously understands the the mechanical aspect and the behind the scenes stuff of the sport. He also knows where to go. He's a writer too, so he's written for Road and Track, Haggerty, Jalopnik. He's written for all these guys. He knows how to find the NASCAR technical bulletins. And like, if you hear about a new part on a, on a cup car or you hear about a penalty, he will sometimes jump on there and say, Hey, by the way, here's what they got penalized for. And he'll show you the diagrams and you can go, it, it makes my eyes roll back in my head sometimes. Cause I'm just so amazed by how much information this guy loads up there, but we'll tweet him out. Maybe we can get him on in the off season too. Cause I'd love to yeah. talk to him, but these are the, these are the parts of the sport that if you like the smart aspect of racing, there's plenty for you. If you yeah. just like to see cars running into each other going 200 miles an hour, we got that we too. We love you too. Yeah, and it's and it's very cool. So, yeah, I will make sure to tweet out Botsy so you guys can uh, follow him. But, yeah, cool dude for sure. And and he I he would be an excellent yeah. guy to, like, at least follow along on Twitter if you want to learn more about and, this. And I'm telling you, you know what? We're we're going we're gonna to tweet out this topic. And, you know, we're going to tag Dale Jr. We're going to tag Bubba Wallace. We're going to tag a lot of these people. And I want to get their opinions on this. And this is hope. I'm not. I honestly want this just this needs to be in the lexicon of our minds is that we need to start when, once everything's allowed to be in front of kids there needs to be outdoor assemblies every spring and summer and fall and winter in the in the warmer states get these cars out here get these kids out here I mean imagine if you rolled in a NASCAR and imagine if you turn it on just for a little bit like for like five seconds into a gymnasium I don't think there's any gymnasiums that could fit a NASCAR in there but imagine the roar of 500 kids in a, in a gymnasium and their teachers rum, rum, of high right. school students. Dude, right. man, you're going to get all these people like, oh, and this car is out at the track this mm -hmm. weekend. That's an hour and a half yeah. away from me. Mom, dad, can we go, please? Well, and, 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 and by or, the way, here for the or, school, for or, the school, here's 20 tickets, too, to make sure. No, all dude, there's a thousand tickets. Yeah, because right. I'm telling you, it's 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 a matter of saturating the market and. I guarantee you that the NBA is not doing this. MLS is not doing this. NFL is not doing this. They're not going out to the schools and having this reach. And they're not saying, hey, take your family to a game. Yeah. And take yeah. your family to a race. Right. But NASCAR could do this. If you give Xfinity tickets to every kid, oh my gosh, like a truck tickets. Like, yeah. like, and they did that for a while. Kids 12 and under are free. Extend that. Do that. Maybe make a race where you're trying to get that second race at Atlanta or whatever. Yeah. Make yeah. that make that if you're a, a, a county resident of the next three counties around, kids twelve and under free. So yeah, if you're yeah. traveling in from Ohio, yeah, sorry, your kid's not free. But you know, we can make it happen, we can make it work. And I'm telling you, one last thing is that you get these show cars, you do them right, you get the little fifth wheel that goes on a nice F three fifty, and you get it where you have the window so people can see the car on the highway. I used to date a girl in high school. <laughs> okay. Her dad was the show car driver all for right. Terry Labonte. We'll, we'll it was you, a thing. We'll put you in charge of all that. Hire we, me, I'm NASCAR, I get it done. Okay, you're screaming. We need to just I'm take it down a notch. We're all excited. 
Let's get ready. Because here's what we got. My cat's excited. If you don't do this, NASCAR the Globals will take over. Okay. Alex Jones is here. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. Now, next week, we will have a recap of the championship race. We will also next week put into perspective the career of seven-time Jimmy Johnson. His final race Who, at Phoenix. His final race in a NASCAR, potentially. And uh, he's already... Car, yeah. Is, is happening this weekend. So yeah. we wish him the best. I, I hope he wins. He's already uh, testing a barber. He hopped in his number 48 Carvana. I know. I know. I'm just saying. We, we already know he's going to be racing next year. But as far as... It's the end of an era in NASCAR. So we will talk about that next week. We will, of course, recap the championship. And we will have... A lot of things to announce for the off seasons. We will talk about that if, next week as well. If Brad Keselowski wins, we're going to be drunk. That's We'll be drunk either way, for sure. <laughs> that is it for us. Until next time, stay safe and stay staggered.